0: This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 117 Making Marriage Fun Again with Camille Whiting.
1: Hey, Becky. (laughs) What? Hey, how are you? I don't even know what I was thinking. Hey, everybody. Also, hi to me and hi to you. Hi, Becky. How are you? I'm just great. How are you? (laughs) I don't
0: even know. I actually don't know how I'm doing right now. Well, clearly I'm happy and also confused. You guys, we are so thrilled to be with you again for another fun episode. This is going to be such a great one because marriage is a topic that we touch on once in a while because, hello, right? Super important. We love marriage. Just slightly important. Slightly important. But 2020 has been rough in all the ways. And I feel like maybe sometimes marriage can take a bit of a hit when you know I things get like really stressful.
1: This is how, not only does it take a bit of a hit when things get stressful, mm-hmm. um, but there's definitely challenges to 2020. Probably if you have a spouse who's like an emergency responder or mm-hmm. a doctor or some of these essential people, maybe you've seen your spouse a lot less right? Mm -hmm.
0: Or you've seen your spouse under more pressure than usual. Exactly.
1: They're in high pressure situations or not around as much. Mm -hmm. For me in my home, I told my husband, I'm like, it's like we have no kids and all of a sudden we're retired and like staring at each other. Like oh dear, we need to we need to reconnect. And we've kind of been working through because that. Because your kids have been because around all the time. My kids have been around all yes. the time and because yeah. my husband has been around all the time. And it has been a long time since we have spent this much time together. Mm, good point. And so we've had to be really careful about being intentional with what we're doing with that time mm-hmm. and kind of just going through like a new flow of transition, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter what your circumstances in 2020... I can guarantee you've transitioned.
0: Yeah, transition is a key word for this year. And we know that not everybody listening to the podcast is married, of course, or in that situation. But for today's episode, we want to focus on if you're married or looking forward to being married, here are some excellent tips on how to make it fun again. Because if you got married, it was fun. (laughs) You chose Clearly the, at one time, <laughs> you had a good time. I mean, you made the choice to marry the person because you guys love each other. You have fun, all of the things. And yet with time, as most married people find out, it's hard to keep the love fun, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully you hang on to the love, but having it fun changes and evolves and it should. Yeah. But Camille and her husband have done such a great job helping this topic to be so... Um, exciting and uplifting, and she's just such a great person to be talking about about this topic today. Um, Before we share that episode with you or that conversation with you that we recorded with Camille, we have a little review to read. Does that sound good? I'd love to hear a review. I mean, it's always a good idea. This comes from Ian C. Okay. She says, you two are amazing. It seems you choose your topics just for me. I have had a crazy week and was feeling every emotion. I remembered the podcast with Hank Smith about being happy. Wow. I hadn't done anything that makes me happy. So I put my ear pods in and hooked my dog to her leash and took a walk. I picked a podcast I hadn't listened to called Stop It. And my whole attitude changed. Thank you, ladies, for the inspiration and time you put into your podcasts. They really do make a difference. Super Aww. sweet. And I love that she pointed out two specific episodes right. kind of in that moment. We know that most of you, many of you, are listening week after week after week, but you're always going to have kind of those few that really just stand out to you, which always comes back to the personalization of this. You are always going to feel the things that are personal for you.
1: And we love reviews. You guys, again, I'll say it. We love them. We read every single one and it really just warms our heart when we know that something, um, has helped you. And thank you. Thank Thank you for taking the extra step to leave that review. It means a lot and it helps a podcast to grow. Absolutely. All right, you guys, we're excited to share Camille with you and all
0: things marriage and making it fun again. But first, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor.
1: After all you've been through in 2020, there's a good chance you're feeling the need to renew and recalibrate your life. We have learned firsthand that sometimes doing something big for yourself can be the very thing that can truly hit the reset button in your life in the best possible way. This is precisely why we love Movara Fitness Resort. And this is why we're hosting another week in January 2021. Situated near beautiful St. George,
0: Utah, this place and these people are 100% devoted to your wellness and progression. By the time this airs, our Becky Week at Movara, January 17th through 24th, 2021, is likely sold out. But if you hurry and call now, you can always inquire to see if there's any chance. If it's too late for that week, I assure you, it's never too late to make your way to to Movara. The experience is packed with hiking, movement, nutrient-dense meals that you don't have to prepare, informative classes, inspiring discussions, and plenty of self-reflection.
1: Whether you're able to come to the Becky Week at Movara or not, be sure to drop our name when you call to inquire and get yourself signed up anytime. When you tell them we sent you, you save $200 off the weekly fee and get a $50 resort gift card that can be used anywhere at the resort
0: the number to call is 833-342-1671 the friendly staff at Movara will answer all the questions you have and of course you're welcome to reach out to either one of us on Instagram if you have more specific questions for us again that number is 833-342-1671 your Movara experience will be unforgettable and a total game changer in your life
2: hey, so I'm Camille Whiting and the Beckys couldn't decide who's introing me. So I I was like, I can do this, guys. I got this. We were fighting
0: over her. It's fine. Yes. I love a girl that takes a bull by the horns. I'm happy to
2: introduce myself. Yes.
0: Please do. Please do. Let's let's hear your background and hear where you've been and a little bit of your story and, and people will definitely feel connected to you pretty quickly.
2: Okay. Well, I'm Camille Whiting and I am a blogger, publisher at FridayWareinlove.com and then on social media, I'm Friday We're in Love everywhere as well. Um I started this project with my husband like years ago. We have this kind of crazy backstory. Um I am somebody that met someone in college and got married young and thought I had the dream life and everything. And then I realized a few years in, um, I found myself facing a really unexpected divorce. Mm-hmm. Um there were all kinds of addictions and like made for TV movie type moments that people are like wow Um, if you really like drama you can go to my blog and I've shared (laughs) shared little bits and pieces but I try to be respectful but really Mm. had gone through just this tragic unexpected divorce and I was like you know what Um, I can play the victim the rest of my life or I can go with plan B life Mm. and plan B life was I was a teacher at the time and I was like I think I'm going to go get an MBA I've always liked business I'm reading the Wall Street Journal I'm going to make a lot of money I'm going to buy a lot of great shoes and (laughs) that's not like a bad plan B life actually so (laughs) I decided to be happy there and I I really did Hold find on, this pause oh pause did I you hear know, what that's she said a great i decided great to be
0: happy there you guys no matter what your situation right like that was a choice you took total ownership very early is my impression right yeah. like you were in the thick of going through a divorce and, and surviving that and yet you made a choice and you weren't the victim I
2: di- i didn't want people to introduce me as like do you know her? Here's this really sad, Mm -hmm. like unbelievable backstory she has. I was like, I want people to be like, hey, do you know what job she has and who she is? And if they uncovered those layers eventually and earned those conversations, I was happy Mm -hmm. to share them. I still am. I'm pretty open about it. But Can I I ask you a question? Yeah. Sorry, we were interrupting you. No, go ahead. (laughs) The reason I'm interrupting is this is
1: one of my favorite parts of Camille's story is I Mm -hmm. love the fact that she was like, plan B is okay. I can be happy in plan B. Like I'm enough of a whole human being on my own. Yes. I don't need like the crutch of Of attaching myself to someone just for the sake of my self-worth. Because I think oftentimes we get stuck in our head that way a little bit. But... Do you think you would have ever gotten your MBA had you not have been divorced? Mm. Oh, absolutely not. I was supporting our family.
2: I was a teacher. I was a Mm. very tired teacher. I was taking Mm. on all these extra jobs to try to help support debts he had and other things. Like there was just no time in my life to Mm. fulfill other dreams. And that was one thing. My dad said that to me one day. He's like, I feel like the dead weight got cut, and you just soared. Like you were Mm. able to heal and move on. But but it was a really conscientious decision. I was like, I don't want to live in the shell. Right. I was very depressed, and I think you need to mourn. I did spend a lot of months just crying and mourning and sad, but right. eventually I was like, I'm tired of being sad. I'm yeah. ready to be happy again. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, so yeah. I figured that was going to be alone, mm-hmm. right? And the things I wanted, I, thought, I, I always wanted to be a mom, and I thought, I have great nieces and nephews. I'll mm-hmm. find other venues and other avenues. And I always loved education and learning, and I always loved business. And so it was a really cool opportunity, and it kind of – Fell in my lap. And I don't want to say that because I worked really hard for it. But I decided to go to business school in December, which is so late in the game. And miraculously, by spring, I was accepted to some great programs. I love
1: that you did not define yourself by your divorce. And because of that, like now here today, you really don't define yourself by your marriage. Like you are, Camille, a separate entity Mm. from all of that. And I think that is so key in your story of really being able to take ownership of your your own life and your own identity and really that's how you find fulfillment and success in relationships. Absolutely. And I think that's been, so it's
2: interesting. So now I am this marriage blogger, which is such a funny thing. And I think when people are like, you're divorced, what right do you have? And I'm like, I have seen the worst of life and mm-hmm. I have seen the best of life. And I have seen the habits that continue to give you the best in your marriage. And so when my husband and I, so we were dating and we had a few like what we call come to Jesus talks, right? Where you laid on the table and he was like, do you believe in marriage? Would you get married again? And I was like, let me think about that. And right. like, well, you get back to me because I'm not in this to play around. Well, yeah, and that's <laughs> so, coming from a
0: place of, of losing some faith yeah, yeah. And, and men.
2: And right? trust. And he was like, I'll work through everything with you. You're worth it. I can see it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so we took our time. Um, we dated for a long time. We had a, a longer engagement for kind of our age and our religion and a lot of things. Um, but I was like, OK, I will. But I'm really nervous about getting married because I know I can tell right now you're a good man. You'll never cheat on me. Yeah. You don't have this these addictions. You don't have these problems. You're always going to be awesome but I was like here's the thing most people get married and they're happily married for a few years yeah and then like a spark kind of goes they become business partners yeah Mm -hmm. that was my term I was like you really are divide and conquer you handle this Mm -hmm. you handle this and your life becomes all logistics and like the fun and the romance and those things you live for when you're dating Mm kind of seem to go by the wayside and I was like I know several couples that I would say like quote unquote happily married right But they're just kind of in this business relationship. And I'm like, we could just date forever and always be happy. Or Mm -hmm. we could go to that. And he was like, uh... Yeah, but we're still getting married. I still believe in marriage. (laughs) He's like, I'm
1: putting a ring on it. He's (laughs) like, we're
2: doing this, okay? And we're doing this before you graduate because we're getting married. Oh, I love it. um, So he was great. He was like the stalwart guy I needed. And we decided we would do some premarital counseling. So smart. So we were like, we did it with a clergy leader. And it was this couple at the time in their 70s. And they honestly acted like 18-year-old high school sweethearts in love. And I was like, what's that secret thing you've got going on? And (laughs) how do we get that? So they gave us some marriage courses. And one of them was Mm -hmm. on Keeping Love Alive which i was mm. extra interested in sure. and they were like here's what we're going to challenge you to do we want you to go on a date every single week like no matter what you need to make it happen and then they were like and we printed a microsoft word calendar off for you we're going to leave the room and let you plan a date and <laughs> I we it. laughed out loud oh like uncontrollably gosh. for a few minutes because we're, we're fun people like this dating thing really yeah. is in our blood we love it we had done so many fun things dating and engaged yeah. and i was like okay whatever Anyway, we did it anyway. And they came back in the room and they said, there's going to be three things that you won't expect that are going to stop you from dating. Ooh, And I was like, oh, okay, okay tell us more about this. Your ears are perked. I, I know. I really was like, okay. And um, they said, one, you'll expect and two you won't. The first is your jobs. Your jobs will make you tired. You'll be worn mm-hmm. out. You'll work yes. a lot of hours and that'll be a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And they said, number two will be your family. I said one Preach. day you'll have kids and that'll make it hard. But also... They like your extended family as much as they want to say they're supporting your marriage. Not that they're not, but I can't tell you how many times we've found this to be true. Like, we're like, it's your niece's birthday party. They're turning three. How could you Mm, miss this Friday? And you're like, well, we had tickets to a play, which sounds... Yeah. Funny to them that they're like, really? That's more important than your niece. And you're like, no, but my marriage is. Right. Right. So we've had, and we're both from very large families. So we've really had to kind Mm. of navigate through saying, here's your expectations and here's where our priorities lie. Like we already have these things planned. This is our priority. And we'll gladly call her and wish her happy birthday or see her the next day. But this is our time. And then, mind you, we're taking this from a clergy leader, and they said, your church will get in the way too. Mm. You'll be asked to volunteer. You'll be asked to drop things and do things. Yeah. And you're going to have to have moments where you're going to say, I'm sorry I can't do that banquet fundraiser thing because I already have something with my husband. Mm. And so it's a, it was an interesting thing, but I have watched through a decade of doing this project now, every single one of those have been the main things wow. that have been obstacles. There's other ones, and I'm happy to talk about those too. I, but I hope that you will. Yes. I will, I will. But those three, I was like, wow, that's so interesting. And so even as we were engaged, we found that these things were like creeping in. And we wow. made a rule that – Fridays were a day we could not talk about wedding plans at all because they were, like, taking over our lives. Yeah. We were not going to spend a lot of time talking about work. We were just going to, like, be us on Fridays. Mm. So we started this when we were engaged. Oh, my and we gosh. Were, I like, love this so much. Let's go out. Let's have, like, a day that we're not business partners talking about oh, business. Oh, I
0: love it. You guys. And it's this is so sick.
2: intentional. And it set this foundation, like, for the rest of my life that I just – I almost am like tearing up, getting emotional saying Mm -hmm. it. But I I seriously was like, yeah, let's do this. I think it'll make a difference. If we can be like this elderly couple in love, like I'll do anything. That sounds great. Yeah. And so we started going out um, every single Friday and we said, how are we going to stay accountable to this? Let's start a blog. Mm. And we have a friend who's a mu- musician, and a few months before we got married, she's like, "I already wrote a song for your wedding. I'm going to play at your wedding." And she had rewritten the Cure' of "Friday I Am in Love" as a slow, cute ballad. And she, and then she realized we got married on a Thursday. She's like, oh. "What?" And I was like, <laughs> "We'll take it. It was meant to be." And my husband yes. said that should be the name of our little project. And, mm. um, this was not a so day and age cool. where you like blogged for an audience or for a job or anything it really was like people putting up little journal entries people weren't even putting pictures up and we were like let's go wherever we go let's take a picture with a cheesy point and shoot camera or whatever we had at the Mm -hmm. time and let's just write a paragraph of like where we were what we did so we have kind of this like online journal we honestly didn't really even share it I think I told a couple friends my mom my mom I don't think even reads it for the record I make that joke (laughs) and I'm like my mother-in-law looks occasionally but that's it. And. And we started it, and then this little thing called Pinterest came out. Um, this was about,
0: you said, 10 years ago? About 10 years ago. So is this 2010? Just to yeah, kind 2010, of paint a picture of the yep. time? Okay. Yep. Wow.
2: And um, people were pinning our stuff somehow. Like, we had a couple things start taking off. People liked what we were doing, and they liked the project. And I was like, it kind of freaked me out, because in that day, you didn't want people you didn't know to read your blog. And it was like, right, you're, how, like how are, like, oh. hundreds of people a day finding me? And it, and it kept growing and growing. And anyway, I just had this overwhelming feeling at a while, for, for a time. I was like, you did this project for you, but... but... this is obviously helping other people. Yes. So I just kept going with it and kept growing with it. And it's amazing that we're almost a decade into this. And, like, we've still gone out. Mm -hmm. We've missed, like, two or three weeks, which I'll gladly talk about that, too. But overall, we've really done this. And it's been, like, everything we dreamed of. It's Mm. created... All the fun in our marriage that we needed to get through the hard times. And we still have this sacred day every week that's like we don't talk about being business partners. We talk about being Mm. friends and having fun and like cultivating that fun marriage together.
0: And that's what makes it sacred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it is the most important human relationship you have. And you both have proven that through your action and the fact that you've created it as a project together is super interesting. I do I do want to understand that better. Maybe not yet, but we do have to talk about that for a second in terms of it, it's a project because it became kind of your life's work. Not kind of, yeah. it became your life's work. Yeah, and yet you're a married couple who have your privacy, and you you know you let your hair down on Fridays and you are you. And you're also documenting it and sharing it, which we know blesses marriages. Yep. So that balance, which a lot of us do understand, the balance between being public yep. and private, yep. is really interesting. So it I'm is.
2: intrigued how that's affected your, um, the whole vibe of the project in yeah. your marriage. Well, so I've had people ask, they're like, so you obviously do this as a job now as a blog. Um, do you like, do you fake dates? What do you do? And it's funny, we kind of set the rule that we would set up the camera, we would get pictures the first 10 minutes, or if there's like a pinnacle moment right. or time, you know, we're like, okay, the band's coming out, pull the camera back out or whatever, right. you know, we have those moments. But we really do kind of set this like, it's a couple minutes, get the shot, pack up the equipment and go enjoy your date. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So Love it's it. like everything you're seeing is very real. I also had a lot of friends at one point, people are very afraid of night photography with good mm-hmm. reasons. yeah. And we're absolutely. usually at night on dates. So we have all kinds of tricks and crazy things we've done, but, uh, to learn lighting and, and editing and everything else. But, um, I've had people be like, why don't you just go do it? Pretend you're doing it in the day. And I'm like, that's not real. I really yeah. wanted to be a real marriage, real. a real project. Like at the end of the day, if this job died, this is still something I believe in. This is still our project. We're you're going to still be doing it every Friday do night. It. We yeah. would still snap a selfie and we would mm-hmm. still like say what we did because it means that much to us and I love that my husband is so on board I do think he's more private than I am and we've had moments where people have like stopped us on dates and come up yeah and he kind of has a like <laughs> Jacob Whiting fangirl club um because I think he really is that guy so many people are looking for I think yeah. i help helped them realize like he he'll listen to this he knows I call him this but sometimes he's he's like an awkward engineer and so oh, I, I think it. sometimes when I point that out like I wasn't looking for like the total Prince Charming package I was looking for like a solid best friend that I was attracted to and I think a lot of people write me saying like you've really helped me see that like mm-hmm. marrying a good person that's my friend is better than like the super attractive mm-hmm. I mean not that you shouldn't be attracted to your spouse that's very right. important but um there's a lot of girls that like stop us in public and are like Jacob and, and he's always like oh my gosh I didn't ask for this he gets a <laughs> little embarrassed and so it's kind of funny to find that but overall we've really loved meeting people because we've had so many couples tell us like yeah. You inspired this day or we travel quite a bit as a couple in a family um, since we've had children and they're like, we went to Peru because you guys went to Peru and like it yeah. actually makes our day. If if you ever see me like and you know who I am, come talk to me because it really is awesome. You you feel like you're like talking to a screen or just taking yeah. a selfie so often. It's really great to make that human connection. So I, I think the more we've seen that and then we've had these like emails and these letters that have just made us cry about mm-hmm. marriages that are like we've we did what you did for a year and mm-hmm. our marriage is totally different. And I'm just like okay we have to keep doing this like it's helping it's it's more than just our project now you know it's It's, more than just a
0: a point of validation you you find increased purpose in the work that you do when people are kind enough to articulate what they're thinking in their heads which is wow this serves me well this helps Mm. me yes and in some cases this is saving me it's saving our marriage yes okay i want to go back
1: for a minute because i loved what you were talking about the roadblocks because you know you get married and you think of course you know my husband and i had that same thing every week we're going to do a date night it was something we set prior to getting married and I'll tell you like the past we've been married 17 years and we've been really good about it some of the time and right now we're in a phase now that our kids are getting to those teenage years and we're finding those nights Mm -hmm. are more consumed with like oh this kid wants to have friends over and we'd rather be home with them we are running into a lot of blockades and it's been harder now to get out with my husband more than ever before what I liked about how you talked about the clergy that shared with you some of those roadblocks is, and I want to point out to the listener, none of these were bad things. No. Like these were all like great things right like these are good things um that would invade your ability to do a weekly date night and so can you speak to that a little bit just kind of that good better best of yeah of how we're spending our time
2: okay let me tell you like the main things everyone asks me about and and i have some posts and tutorials about this on the blog but let me give you like a sneak peek of a lot of the big roadblocks people bring up often okay okay um the first one is money I think no matter how much money you make, it's if you don't already have a budget that you're putting into date night, it's a little bit shocking to be like, "How do we come up with?"
1: Especially when you're paying for babysitters. I remember oh, yes. we paid for babysitters to go out to dinner and a movie, and babysitter was like a hundred dollars, and that was if we were being careful. Like it can yes. be very expensive. It totally. gets so expensive fast, and so I also want to say one thing before
2: I like ju- I kind of dove right in, but I want to validate that these are like real problems. You're not just like being lazy. Or terrible marriage partner, these are real struggles. But you can get through them. Like no matter where you are, no matter what your budget is. Like I want to debunk a bunch of these, so you feel really confident in like finding that fun and finding those dates again. So money is a real struggle. And um, Jacob and I, let me tell a quick story about this that that illustrates. We we've, we've kind of been there. We did get married as like an in- engineer and an MBA grad. So I understand that we like started out as a double income, no kids, but. We also got married during the recession time, Mm. and it took me a few months out of my MBA to get a job. So we had, like, student loan payments coming. Um, Jacob is an engineer, but he had his company acquired by another company about eight months into our marriage, and he got laid off. And we were having very real conversations before we even had kids of, like, how long can we stay in our house? How long can we, like, what can we afford to do? We're like these newlyweds. And that was the first time we broke our own rule. We were mm. like, we can't afford to date. Like, we can't spend any money on this. We're seriously, yeah. like, brokering. Well, we're not, you know, but we don't have anything coming in. We shouldn't do this. Right. And I noticed about two weeks in, I was like, we're not as, like, funny. and fu- Like, we're funny, people. I think we're funny. We have a good time <laughs> together. But um, I'm like, we're not really funny anymore. We're not, like, as kind to each other or as patient with each other. And I was like, what mm-hmm. is going on with this? And I realized I was like we haven't dated in two weeks. And Mm. I'm like, we broke our own rule and we're already seeing the problem. So we sat down and we said, what can we do? And I always thought of free dates as like often kind of cheesy or like cheap or, you know, whatever. And and when you're married, I think that changes. You don't have to like impress your first date anymore. I mean, you you should still try to impress each other. But if it's free, it's like, cool, we saved money and we did something cool together. So I've learned to like really appreciate them. And I think they get a bad stigma that they're like really dumb things. But I seriously have learned everything we've ever done shouldn't say everything. Most things we've done, you can find a free version. Like, mm-hmm. for example, if you want to go to the art museum, they usually host a free night once a month. Hmm. Yeah. So just start looking up, like, what are the free nights? What are the trials? Mm-hmm. What are the, like, restaurant soft openings to go try something? Like, mm-hmm. you can find so many free things. It's amazing yeah. that are not, like, cheesy or dumb. They just take a little bit of effort to actually look around, you know.
1: I know in um, Phoenix where we live, the library system there actually has these like passes you go and check out. for Culture passes. Yeah, culture passes Mm -hmm. where you go to museums. I think the zoo is in there. There's a few other random things Hmm. to do and we've done that a few times.
2: And a lot will. So I think if you just look to it, I also have that resource on my site. I like to do 52 lists because that's like a weekend every week of the year. And there are 52 completely free date ideas on there and they're all like fun, non-cheesy things we've done before or on our current plans. Like, they're good free data. And they does, apply so. no matter where you live. Like, yes. it's pretty broad. That's awesome. Yes. We Very try cool so hard. Resource. Even though we're Phoenix-based, too, um, we try so hard to be like, but here's how you would do it where you live right. if we want a specific place. Very cool. Because there are generalized concepts that apply. So – Money is a thing. Finding a babysitter is definitely a thing. But no matter where your budget is, like, we have readers that tell us we're college students with a baby and we're still dating. Like, they might take their baby with them. They might find a friend to babysitter yeah. swap with. Like, they're in a hard season of life. And they, they're like, we have $10 a month to date off. They're still doing it, you guys. Like, they're still finding a way to swap yeah. babysitting. They're still finding how do we split a $10 meal on one date and do three dates this month? You know, like Mm -hmm. they're getting really creative. So it's interesting to get a little bit older and to have – more income that we can put towards it. And I still find there's times where you're like, do we have the budget to do this? Like we we put up our own blockade. And so yeah. I think if you don't have a budget, starting by like turning to creating a budget and finding new ways to find the you know money yeah. for that. If you're going out to eat all the time, if you're stopping for coffee all the time, if you're, I mean, take a little bit of the budget and start just putting a little bit away. And once you're used to having a budget, it's funny how you're like, I love this budget. And this is a budget like that goes back into my marriage. Um, I heard a snarky, um, counselor say once, but I'm going to quote it because I think it's true. They were said, if you think it's expensive to date your spouse, try marriage counseling. Right. Mm. Not that, that I think down accurate. marriage counseling yeah. or try divorce. Like mm-hmm. those are some of the more, you know, cynical things. Such I've heard about. It. But it's kind of true. Mm. Like it's these little things you do that remind each other that you love each other and so mm-hmm. it's way more fun that way that way too right it is and like, why wouldn't you put your money towards fun right yeah. and fun together and intentional fun but I get it I mean I think even as you make more money or your kids get older and you don't pay a babysitter we have those moments where we're like do we do a fun date or do we put more in the college fund or you know like these are right. very real questions we ask ourselves but we still know like we're worthwhile. Our kids will grow up and we need mm-hmm. to like still have that relationship together. So I think wherever you are with your budget, you can create, you can find a budget. We found like right. scrappy ways to make money. When when my husband was unemployed, he started mystery shopping where you go to nice. like, yes. you know, and, yeah. and, and like review restaurants. And then he would get like 20 bucks and he'd be like, we not only got a free meal mystery shopping, yeah. we now got 20 bucks to go on the budget. So like when we were broke, we started this. And it's funny how even as we make more money and we get older, we still are kind of scrappy. Like that. there's still little things that were like, well, I could make a little more, like I'd get a bonus if I did this or, you know. Right. And even I decided to monetize Friday We're In Love All in the name of like, well, now that can be our date night budget. When did you decide to monetize it? Oh, it was probably... 2008. So I'd, I had done it for free for a lot of years and I realized there was a lot of traffic. So I just put some ads on. So thank you to anyone who views it and is like mm-hmm. you go through a Get few chickening. ads because it really helps. I do some sponsors, but they're always like really intentional and they of match course, with yeah. our dates and our family and our things, but um, it's helped. And so we've put that into our date night funds but i think you can always find there's a lot of people that they work a side hustle just for like vacations mm-hmm. work a side hustle for date nights like ask how you can pick things up babysit other people's kids make a little money it's interesting how like when you have the will there's always a way you'll there find totally some is. budget to yeah. do it and you just have to get over that like grouchy attitude of like we don't have the money um which can be a really thing, real thing, like validating that, but mm-hmm. find the money, like rethink how you're spending and put the money back into it.
0: Here's something I'm loving about the way, the way that you're speaking to that and why I feel like it's resonating with a lot of our listeners is that I believe that most, if not all of our listeners who are currently married at this time really have a desire to have a better marriage, right? We all yep. do, right? Yeah. We all would like a better version of our marriage. We want to cultivate a better marriage. And you take something like money, and it might be just kind of a thought like, it's just tight right now. Like, that's just hard to do. What I love about the way that you share and that you are talking today is that this really just takes a little extra step of intention. And intention is kind of the underlying theme of every episode, no matter what our topic is. But I think that that is what I would like for our listener to be thinking about, as Camille is sharing, is when you just put a little extra thought, a little extra intention into it, you're just talking about money alone. We haven't even talked about the other hurdles yet but you just broke it down in a way that makes it feel so much more attainable like these are just very small things that might take a couple extra minutes or a little more
2: thought while you're driving or sitting in carpool and then you've got it sister like you can do with this absolutely like if you're on people often ask like where do you find all your ideas it's the gift that came to me I guess I know I'm just kidding but we really do like we look (laughs) at we look at what's going on in our community a lot and like if you're on Facebook, it now shows you events going on around you. I can't tell you how how many dates we found in the last year going. Oh, oh our friends are interested in this speaker yeah, that's coming would. into town. Like that would be a cool hmm. date. Like you start to look for it as you put that just little bit of intention. So I I now view that lens of like social media. Where are people? What are they doing? Like cool. could that be a cool date for us? Mm-hmm. I um, love how
0: open minded you would have to be for that. Yeah. Angle. Yeah. yeah and it's cool. fun.
2: But um, I I wrote a post about this once about a date night mentality. And I used to think we could never live in a small town because we love going big city places. In fact, at one point, we were like, is Phoenix too small? We need to date more. <laughs> By and the way, it's the fifth largest city in the United States. So I know, right. But we were <laughs> like, you are guys New to- York people. I think we're new. But you um, might be. You but I have, thrive there. I have a brother that moved to a small town um, a few years ago. And it was interesting to spend a week up there in the summer last year. And we had a date like every night. And I Turned to my husband, and I was like, You just have to look for these things. Yeah. And you will find what you're looking We're for. We're at a Fourth of July parade, and there's like a square dancing people, d- like, yeah. and on a float, whatever, a truck, and they're advertising a class. And I'm like, Wouldn't that be a funny date totally. to go like square dancing in a small town with I like all these it. cute cowboys? It's you so know, anyway. Fun. I, and I turned to him, and I was like, I have such a date night mentality now that I just like see them wherever see. we go. Yeah, like, that would be a cool experience with you. But I would say that's one thing. A lot of people, they they finally book the sitter, they find the money, and then they get out and they're like, what do you want to do? Because <laughs> mm. it's yes. a little overwhelming to plan on. We
1: it, know and, something of that. Right? And if it's been a while, like there have been times my husband and I have gone like a few weeks and then you kind of like stare at each other like, oh wait, we're like married <laughs> and we're, you know, you yes. like you get to that point where you feel like a little disconnected from your spouse and you end up defaulting to like movies I guess absolutely because, you know okay I mean? so Which let me fine, let me tell think, you about that right? too yeah we, tell us. um
2: we went through a season where my husband's an engineering consultant now actually he works mm-hmm. on like the big solar plants of the world and he did a lot of clean energy in um in Mexico City I'm like really proud of him he helped bring so clean great. energy so it was so cool. it was very cool and it was a cool career opportunity and we signed up for it but he did four months living abroad and we have infertility we've been through that too in our marriage and um he totally got bit by a mosquito and they were like it's probably Zika it wasn't, but they, they won't let you proceed with infertility treatments. Oh, so I wow. couldn't even go down and visit him for four months. Cause I was like, I can't even risk getting bit by a mosquito. Right. We have a toddler. So he would come home some weekends and not some. So we were doing this like long distance dating. It just threw like a curveball mm-hmm. in our whole relationship. And then when it finally ended and he came home, our first night out, we got the babysitter, we got in the car and we were like, do we have to plan we have to plan things. Yeah. We do this like <laughs> as a blog and we share dates and we've still been dating and like sharing yeah. things long distance and we had to kind of like work through that awkwardness of those first mm. few dates but the mm-hmm. interesting thing is when you do It's, like, once again, that was so fun. We need to keep doing this. And you, like, look for more and more things. So I'd say if you're in that boat where you're, like, gosh, we haven't been on a date in a year or two years or, like, what do we even do? Um, I have two recommendations. Like, one, go out to dinner somewhere that you just haven't been in forever that you love. Like, have, talk about the fun memories of we used to always come here or we used to always order Mm. this. Or order something totally different. Like, either do something just totally, like, we never would have done this. Let's try this food. Or let's just do something familiar and have those, like, nostalgic feelings Mm. come back.
1: That's a great idea. Of what
2: we used to date. Or go to a comedy or an improv show. Like nothing breaks the ice, like just laughing Mm, together. You come out of there and like your endorphins are high and you're like filling all the love and it's a great way to do it. And so most people do those two dates in a row and they're like, well, this was fun. What else would be fun? Yeah. And I think we get in this like little bit enabling grouchy attitude. I don't know how else to say this, but you kind of do the like, well, we could go try that. Oh, you don't really like kale, and they put that in the salad there, so we're right. not going to try. Like you, kind of enable each other. Whereas, think back to when you were dating; like you were just kind of like, "Ooh, where are we going to go to dinner? This will be really fun to try it. And if I don't like it, I'll order something else." Or you know, yeah. Like you, you have to get past your like a little bit grouchy enabling ways of like what's really comfortable, and say let's try new things. That's where you really get like the serotonin, the endorphins. Like the science comes into we feel more love on dates when you're doing new things.
0: Well, and part of that has to be willingness and openness to your partner's ideas. And I think that's something that we tend to do just as human beings is sometimes we just we like what we like and we don't like what we don't like. And so then we get closed off to someone else's idea of what could be fun. So maybe that's another another thing is just be open. Yes, And
1: you want your spouse to be happy, guys. Right. Because here's the thing. We all have to evolve to be happy. Like having a growth mentality is part of like personal happiness. So if you're in your marriage and you're doing the comfortable thing or avoiding new activities or new food or whatever it is, you're not really growing independently and you're certainly not growing together. So what I love about that, about the trying of new things, and I know for Taylor and I, we've done a lot of like, I'll do some of his hobbies, he'll do some of mine, we come up with hobbies together, but we've really learned... Um, we have to evolve together and I think oftentimes we get on these personal development paths and because of timing or whatever, I know for us, it's the four kids. I'm on a personal development path. He's on a personal development path and it's intersecting those paths that keeps us close because if we Mm -hmm. don't, we're growing, but we're growing parallel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I do. And it's not supporting, it's not supporting that marriage. And we know, and we understand that the very best thing we can do for our kids is for them to have happily married parents. Yeah. Yes. That's the best thing we can give them.
2: Yeah, it's the greatest gift you give. And then we set a rule. Like we often have things on a calendar, so we make a literal Google calendar that's shared, and we put dates when yeah, we like buy do. tickets or books. So it's shared, and we know <laughs> perfect what's going on. But when there's holes, we take turns planning. And our rule is, you don't get to complain. Like one ounce, awesome. you have to go. So I have gone to like car shows, not totally my jam. But watching my husband like geek out and spend yeah. like his head inside all these restored vehicles <laughs> and stuff is my jam. Like it's so that's funny to watch so him get fun. giddy and like. He's not the biggest art connoisseur, but he'll go to like every art gallery we've ever been to in the world. He's just like, "I'm so happy you're so giddy
0: yeah, like I, like
2: we went to a van Gogh museum i'm a, I'm obsessed with Van Gogh and we went to London and I'm like crying and anyway, Aww. and he's like. I can see like three or four and be like that was cool. I don't need to like stop and stare for 20 minutes crying at painting. You know, but <laughs> right. but he supports me in it and I think taking those turns of being like every other time you pick and I don't get to complain at one bit and then you have to return the favor. Mm. That's kind of a fun way to do it too because you'll find new things and you'll invite yeah. each other back into the separate worlds you can you know, you've created. Because the business partner thing is real. Like once we had kids, I really was like, we can't do everything together. You have to divide and conquer Mm -hmm. to a point. And at some point you have to intersect again and say, how do I love what you love? How do you love what I love? And how do we create new experiences and new memories together?
0: I love that. And every week doesn't have to be highly creative. By the way, no. You know, I think that uh, I was thinking about your calendar. How cool that is! What a creative process that you're both contributing. You're keeping it organized. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> um, it's a shared document. <laughs> that is I Becky's can, love language. I not right? <laughs> <can laughs> <be laughs> geeking out more the most about romantic
1: things she's ever <laughs> heard <laughs> in her life. We
0: can get
2: like best friend necklaces
0: <laughs> yeah. after it's all good.
1: Or
2: exactly.
0: Yeah. But I think I think as I'm as I'm thinking about that and some of the dating experiences that David and I have had in our nearly 25 years of marriage, I think sometimes our best thing has been get in the car look up which movie go to our favorite go-to restaurant and not think about anything about in terms of the planning so yeah. I think that the balance of both is really yes. healthy too
2: I'm yes. sure you
1: would you oh know, agree I, I should that. like
2: a very real our first um let me talk about another barrier because you guys are yeah. probably past the babysitter but I'm right in the thick of that that is hard no it that hard. was
1: so hard for me that was Really, really hard. Especially when you came home and they didn't wipe the counters. I know. Right? <laughs> or no, your kids, like, we
2: came home and a diaper was on backwards. And we're like, wow, well, that's great. <laughs> yeah, um, right. So these things, these things really happen, but... There's so many resources, like ask your friends, see if you can trade with friends, Mm -hmm. care.com, like just owning, once again, this is going to be an expense, how do we plan for it, Yeah, really helps. And then we have found finding someone and saying, this is your job, like you show up every Friday or every Saturday, like this time, this is what you're paying, they kind of love that consistency too. So when you find someone, like hold on to them, but also there's those very real moments where you're like gosh our we have a disabled child that's really hard or we went through yeah. a season where our oldest had colic and the first four months of his life were just like screaming from three to eight and I was oh, like gosh. we cannot leave you with someone that might right. shake Aww. you or something you know right and so we had one that I shared I didn't I didn't blog it but I shared it on Instagram we were like in the taco Bell drive-through with like a screaming baby but we're like up front <laughs> like yelling over the baby and we're like this is the best date so see, romantic. I really. but I think just being like we got out it's a very funny memory now yeah. like right. it still has strengthened our our marriage to be like, remember that season where we wondered if our kid would ever <laughs> <we'd> stop screaming <laughs> and we'd Taco ever get to Bell talk to each other? We're the like,
1: best thing we could here's do. a good
2: date for you. You know, yeah. or like your, your laundry breaks down, your washing machine, and yeah. you're like, we're at a laundromat, super sexy, right? But really, it is kind of amazing to be like, sometimes you need those comforting things, sometimes you just need those bonding moments. The more we do this, the more we learn it's less about what we do and more about the new experiences that do like trigger the serotonin mm. and just the time together. And occasionally those familiar things are like just what bond you together but i I would say more often than not I would try to do those like New, exciting, look for new things. So that's another one. People are like, well, what do you do? Because we always go to dinner in a movie. Um, dinner in a movie is a, like the classic for a reason. A lot of people love it, right? And it's a yeah. good, relaxing thing. But I have never been the biggest fan of the movie date because you don't talk. It's like mm-hmm. a time you sit. If you're like a physical touch love language, great. You got to physically be together. For everybody else, it's like meh. And I'm not a physical touch and neither is my husband. So we both walk out of there like, did we even hang out? We just kind of were bodies by each other. Right. So know you and know your spouse and like divide those up. But we do a few movies, but we really are like, what are things that can facilitate conversation yeah. or can facilitate like laughter for us to enjoy? Like we did Top Golf for a date this week, and it was hilarious how bad we are at <laughs> yes. golfing. You know, like it's it's all that just like being willing to go try new things and and you know, mm-hmm. experience it together.
0: Well, and even when that. you do something as simple as dinner and a movie, let's take that because I know a lot. I'm not alone here. Like I, we're, we're big fans. of Yeah. The, of Rebecca the, Higgins likes herself a dinner and a movie. Day. I like to be yeah. fed and yeah. I love a good story. Yeah. And I'm yeah. being totally serious. I yeah. love yeah. to yeah. be fed. Let me say this again. <laughs> Becky, Becky girlfriend likes like, to eat. My girlfriend likes to eat over here. Keep her fed.
2: She's good. <laughs> you are like Elf where they're like, you know, eat yes. food, like a date. Eat yes. food. That's what a date is. And yes. like and we're and we're with you. We really like food too. Yes, so. of
0: course, of course. A lot of people do. So I'd like to be fed. I like to not have to clean up the kitchen, right? Um but I do love a good story. And my favorite part about the movie, that's fine that it's a story, but it is actually the conversation that's invoked from the movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we're pretty thoughtful. Like we don't go to a movie very often and when we do, well I guess that's a relative term, but when we do, we really like to choose movies that we think I'm not saying they have to be like these deep, thought provoking like yeah. dramas. Yeah. But we we choose movies that do provoke conversation and we do love to have that conversation. Yes. In fact, we went on a double date once with the proud fits about the triplets. Remember? Oh, yes. It's a documentary and it separated oh. at birth, separated at birth. And it was an incredible story. It and was. I loved our conversation from that. Yeah. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's the point. And then also with regards to dinner, like who doesn't ever want to be fed? Right. I, like, mm-hmm. but, but the phone has to be put away, right? Like if it's yes. truly a date, like make that date truly engaging conversation, with yep. intention and not just we're going to grab a bite to eat. Absolutely. And so there's a different pair of glasses that you wear when it's truly a date night with intention, as opposed to yeah, being I love that. It. And
2: and I'll rethink movies now. Like what did we watch? Well, what did we talk about? But and planning the babysitter time, like could we give thirty more minutes after that we there can go, go sit and about the movie? Like yeah. that will connect you. That's One true. One thing
1: we that we have been doing because it used to be that I felt like I didn't get out of the house a lot when my kids were little, and I was so excited to get out of our house. And now we're at a place where I'm not in my house enough because we're, I'm always out of the house with the kids or, you know, we love to travel. We love to do a bunch of things. And so Taylor and I occasionally now, you know, we plan a date night and then we looking at each other and we're like, I just we're just and we literally will go in our room, you know, this order Uber Eats, like eat takeout in our bed and just like cuddle and watch a show or like just do something totally low-key low-key and yeah. those are some of my favorite ones or like uh-huh. a few weeks ago Taylor came to Costco with me and that's hot. it's just been a really long <laughs> but, but it's been a really like that before would have been like the worst date night I could ever imagine but now it had just been so long yeah. since we had done those things together that it felt really cool like it was a really mm-hmm. cool partnership moment that's awesome um, Yeah, in our marriage where like he was doing this with me and it was really, really fun.
2: We did the Costco date at Christmas just to get Christmas
1: presents yeah, for that right? our kids now see. Yeah, even right. though they're
2: like toddlers, they're like, what's in the cart? So right? we're <laughs> like, we're real original here. We're going to Costco yep. <laughs> and like eating a hot dog and buying toys. I anyway, like it. But the funny thing is we ran into two other of our couple friends doing the same thing. And Stop. it was it was a very funny moment to be like, actually, this feels like a great date for us in this season of life. Totally. totally. It's like that
1: partnership moment. And for me, with, with our date night, that's what we're really trying to accomplish is – We love each other. You know, we've been very lucky and um, I'm married to an awesome dude. But but those moments of like partnering together, because I think Mm -hmm. oftentimes it does become a business relationship of like we have to divide and conquer because of the nature of our family. And it's just those moments of collaboration, right, that like that bring you back together, that make you remember you're a team, Mm -hmm. not just on the same team, but a team together.
2: Well, Mm -hmm. I think also especially as kids get older. So I don't have older kids, but I have a lot of older nieces and nephews. Mind you, like during divorce, attached onto them as my first children almost. But as they become teenagers, it's really interesting how sometimes they try to turn parents against each other or you do divide and conquer. Like you always go to hers, Mm -hmm. you always go to his. And I love those date night moments to be like, it's us against them. Not that we don't love our kids, (laughs) but it is this like really solidifying, like Mm -hmm. we're the team here and they're going to leave one day and we're still going to be together. Mm -hmm. So we're the ones that need to be invested and we're the ones that need like quality time together as well
0: we've taken that a a step further with our kids and they're right now they're 11 to 17 so definitely old enough to have meaningful conversation and they understand a lot more than when I was wiping their bums yeah. right but we thank them when we get back from dates if they're still up we or before we leave actually it's more probably the case when we're walking out the door we're like thank you for supporting us you guys have no idea how much this will benefit you but for right now thanks for being so cool about mom and dad taking off every week because we're pretty consistent we yeah. try to be and and piecing out because we are so important to each other and You're welcome also, children. And you're welcome. You're welcome that mom and And dad really care that much about each other, that we actually genuinely want to not just run away from you for a night, but we genuinely want to strengthen our marriage and have fun together. So I just think that's cool to articulate to
2: kids. Like a really, I at least am a much more patient parent. Like I'm Mm. more thankful to be with my kids. And I'll say one thing we do is, I mean, we do this every week pretty religiously. And once a month we invite our kids into our date and we Mm. pay for something extra fun as a family and do a family outing after that week I'm always like I'm ready for my husband again like it makes me appreciate our dates even more but our kids have really come to like cherish that special time and realize that mom and dad cherish each other too and do this without them like it's just all around been this really good thing for us to and I like I get teary after some of them I'm like it's amazing how just like taking my kid to the zoo or doing something like intentional in their sphere where they love right now I feel that same love and that same bond with them I, I will still always like opt for husband first and we stand by that but your family dates are like such a crucial thing too and you can do the same thing with budgeting and free yeah. things and plan those like fun intentional. I look back at my childhood and I remember the times my parents spent money or took us like somewhere mm-hmm. that was probably not they had six kids, not comfortable, not easy to take us to a museum even if it was free. And I'm so thankful for some of the happiest memories of my childhood instead of, you know, maybe more negative ones because yeah. those little highlights and you're doing the same thing in your marriage. Like, one day you're going to look back years later and be like, what were the highlights? And for us already, um, we've been married nine years, but we've been doing this about ten years. I can already, like, tell you these highlight date moments mm. and these, like, couples getaways. And I, I asked, someone asked us once, like, you haven't really been through that many hard things in your marriage, have you? And I was like, no, we haven't. And then I was like, well, we've been through unemployment. Well, we've yeah. been through infertility. Well, we've been through Those miscarriages. hard things. Wait, well, we've had, like, deaths in the family. And I was like, Gosh, we've been through some really awful things, actually. And I guess I don't see them because I see all these like blips of joy Mm. and fun in my marriage that it's like it overshadows the bad. And that's like exactly what we hoped for in life. And that's Mm. why we're so converted to this and Mm -hmm. want everybody to go on dates regularly. So you have these like little moments of joy that add up to this like great, happy, fun marriage and fun life. I would argue that there's actually more
0: to that than you're saying, but I know you know this. It's more than just the little moments between. It's also that when you are slapped in the face with infertility or a death in the family or Unemployment, because you were already in a position of you were choosing the position of strengthening your marriage. Yep. You guys went through all the hard things that a lot of people go through, but you did it with with strengthened togetherness yeah. that you chose. That was not accidental. Right. So had you guys been looser about your dating and your relationship, that I think that those
2: trials that you faced would have been they would have been way more depressing. Absolutely. And I think because like budgetary, like I remember one infertility treatment failing and me being so sad. My husband was traveling a lot at the time and he was actually in California in Burbank. And he was like, hey, I actually need to go on a Saturday to review something at like a plant what if you come with me? You're crying all this week. What if we, like, Mm. fly out? I had a companion pass. So anyway, it was was more affordable for us. But he's like, what if we go out to there, and I'll take you to Six Flags, and we're just going to, like, roller coaster Mm. your Mm. tears away. And it was, like, the sweetest thing ever that I was like, I'm glad – we had this slush fun to be like, we can go on free dates for a couple weeks. But you're right. What I need right now is just like an adrenaline rush to forget oh, that, like, I love that once so again, much. pregnancy's not happening and our hopes and dreams were crushed today. Like, yeah. let's go do something fun. And we've just had so many moments like that that we've been like, mm. I'm sorry that this is like heartbreaking for you can we do something to like help aid that? But Mm -hmm. it it is that mentality. And it is the like setting aside some budget, setting aside some time.
0: Well, and you didn't have to do that. He didn't have to suggest that because what we can do, what we always have the choice to do is wallow in our sorrows. Right. And be like, no, actually I'm too sad to do something fun. How could I have the audacity, honestly, to Mm -hmm. go and do something that would be so thrilling when really I should be like, crying into my pillow right now yeah which again was just a choice I love that were there any blockades or barricades that you
2: didn't cover that would be worth mentioning before we wrap up I think we've talked about babysitters money time and then just like getting out that that mentality of like we have to do this like decide right now I'm not going to be grouchy about this my spouse needs to get on board with it once you're both like we're doing this we're dating yeah that's the main thing like commit to it Mm -hmm. and then tackle your barriers one by one and I promise you the more you do this the easier it gets it's like a crazy thing that True. You're just like we're already doing this. It's already a habit. We're already looking for yeah. fun things. We already have a budget. Like you will see this snowball into something amazing as you just put a little bit of effort in to each of the barricades. I'm I so inspired.
0: It. I know. I'm, I'm so, so inspired. Ever. Everybody should want to do this. Yeah. If you're married, if you're in a marriage, or if you're not yet married and you're looking forward to what that could look like for you. Mm-hmm. Camille's just shared like a wealth of information and that's why I'm so grateful that you do have the blog and the Instagram Mm and you do the sharing with such intention because you know it will bless other people's lives. Yeah. Thank you for being willing to share.
2: And I've shared like the intention behind it. If you're like now the dates, we literally have Thousands on mm-hmm. FridayWe'reInLove.com, and I've spent mm. so much time categorizing them, making lists. Like wherever you are in life, mm. we can help you find the ideas. So don't use that as an excuse either. Oh, I love it. That's what well, we and do. I also mm. want to
1: encourage that if you're um, in a place where you are in a funk, where you're not dating, or um, you're working through some marital stuff, there might be one of the two of you who's more into this date night mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Go to Friday, we're in love get some free date night ideas, get some ideas, and start implementing them. It only takes one person in a marriage to start implementing. This. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it will start to snowball as you get really consistent with it.
0: Yeah, Camille, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Thanks so, so much, much for wisdom. having me.
1: You are delightful and incredibly
0: you. articulate,
2: sister. Well, yes. Thank you. And <laughs> also <laughs> you kind, of, are, oh,
1: kind of a babe. Also, I, she's oh, like, oh, so I'm blushing and like,
2: good thing that doesn't show through podcasts. <laughs> oh podcasting.
0: my gosh, she is beautiful. Well, thank you so much Camille and thank you friends for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life and a better marriage. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings you feel and most importantly, act on them. We love you, we're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.